Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us today for the first hour, Missy Clifton and our host, Tom Dupree. This is a, the, the house band from a, a little church in Nashville called the Village Chapel. Uh, I heard this song from, it's, it's a hymn. Uh, other people have performed it. And I got it, figured it out, or heard about it off of the website for Phil Keggy, K-E-A-G-G-Y, who's well-known guitarist, and he lives in Nashville. And uh, I guess he goes to this church, uh, becoming tranced by this song, the way they do it. It's amazing. Uh, there's several versions on YouTube. None of them as good as this. And these are, this is a house band. This is a praise band for, for a church. And um, they don't sound like your garden variety praise band. Well, the thing about Nashville, Tennessee is that a lot of people playing in these praise bands are also professional musicians. So, uh, but this is an amazing sense. rendition, in my opinion. Turn it up a little bit. From Psalm 126. Okay. I'm going to do another psalm here. Psalm 33. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. That's a fascinating couple of lines. But the world was created by the word spoken from God. Everything took place and happened as a result of a spoken word. It was spoken into existence. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some things I've observed lately i've been to tennessee several times recently i went to school there in the 70s 
Um, never lived there other than when I was in school there. Uh, have traveled in Tennessee, through it, around it, hundreds of times. Uh, starting from very young. I remember my father <laughs> got angry because when we would drive to Florida, Tennessee had not finished I-75. And he didn't want to buy gasoline in Tennessee because he didn't want to pay gasoline tax to the state of Tennessee because they hadn't finished I-75. Been to Knoxville for games, Kentucky-Tennessee rivalry for so many years. And, you know, I really considered Tennessee a very backwater place for a lot of years. That's no longer true. In fact, it's far different from that. I used to go to Nashville in the 70s. Downtown Nashville was gnarly. It was not nice. Even the nice parts were, um, (laughs) you know, not great. Downtown Chattanooga, a danger zone. It was not at all a great place. Lexington on the other hand, was at that time the best place in the world. I mean, we were kind of the center of the universe for a while. Everybody, if you told somebody you're from Lexington, it was like, wow, that's a great spot. People really liked that comparison. I would have rather lived in, in 19, you know, 75, 6, 7. I'd have rather lived in Lexington than Nashville, to be real honest with you. It didn't have it, it. It had things there. I mean, you know, but the the big uh, country music was considered very backwater at that time. It was it hadn't exploded and become the music business, as opposed to the country music business. The big, um, you know, companies in town were Life and Casualty and the other insurance company that uh, was bought by American General out of Houston. Um, you had these old life insurance companies. That uh, Everybody that lived out in Bellmead had ties to Life and Casualty or these other. There were not that many industries there. You, you had a lot of homegrown industries. There was farming. There was the lumber business and uh, over towards uh, McMinnville and that way. And, 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 you know, things on the river, but it's not – Cumberland River is not the Mississippi River. You now do have a big barge company there. The Ingrams own it. Um, but something happened in that area. And I, and I remember it was beginning to happen in the 80s. I remember one time Nashville came to market with a $600 million bond issue. It was in probably the mid-80s when I was at Rotan Mosley. And it was to build out spaces because they had so many companies moving there. Now, part of it was the favorable environment for the state of Tennessee towards businesses. Anybody remember when they built that uh, Saturn plant in Smyrna, Tennessee to make Saturn cars? That thing became a total fiasco because General Motors took it over and then they essentially 
closed it. But basically what they were telling you was that uh, the whole state of Tennessee was like a big Georgetown, Kentucky. was like a big Scott County. It was like Nashville was like Scott County. Just think about that for a minute. I know you don't like Scott because <laughs> you don't like the football thing. No, it's it's the whole sports environment. Well, I was scarred by it. Whatever. But think if you had a, a whole state that was as entrepreneurial as, say, Scott County, and then you threw in Bowling Green. That's what you get there. Plus, it's a little more of a sophisticated place, so you have – other types of industry. The state of Tennessee has a $2 billion surplus, according to Art Laffer. I haven't looked at these numbers for a long time. I know that Kentucky, we say we've got this and that, but we don't. Because we are not friendly to business the way we maybe should be. Now, and, stop and the, right and, there. Well, hold just, on one thing. The city of Lexington, though, is maybe one of the worst places in terms of business friendliness these days. So I am scarred to some degree by living here and having to deal with this environment. But go ahead and say what you're well, Circling back around to that Scott County comment, I've got a lot of really good friends that are over in Scott County and our friends at the Toyota plant in Georgetown, we love. I will go back and circle back around. Um, getting back to the Toyota plant, though, that was a big coup back in the Martha Lane Collins administration. What is different when that was going on versus what you're talking about going on now? Because the Toyota plant in Georgetown has been the making of Scott County, the exponential growth in that county and in Georgetown and the way that the the complexion of that town has changed. And really it's brought so much to central Kentucky and Kentucky as a whole, but that to my knowledge is one of the last ones in this area that's been of its kind. I've been all over Tennessee, East Tennessee, West Tennessee, central middle Tennessee. There's nothing particularly smarter about people in Tennessee than people in Kentucky. But there is a difference in attitude, and it's an intangible. But one of the differences is that they don't embrace backwardness. And what do I mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean? Well, if you look at our newspaper or if you look at – Whenever you have a predominant, let's call it liberalism or wokeism, it's usually a cover-up for what I would call intellectual stupidity. It's, it's a thing that you can throw out against all your opponents, a blanket thing of saying you're racist, you're this, you're that. You know, you're white supremacist, you're this or you're that, and you don't have to think. And we have that kind of government in Frankfurt. We, I think, in many ways have that in Lexington. Uh, We have a predominant culture that doesn't allow a ferment of ideas. Now, 
the, the big difference is in the state of Tennessee, you have just as much woke culture as you have here, but business-friendly culture, idea-driven culture is also allowed to coexist and do its thing. You got a guy like Art Laffer who came up with the supply-side economics idea that liberals hate, but he moved to Tennessee from New York City because he saw the economic potential there, and he's become a, a real champion of, of Tennessee. Another thing, I'll give you an example, uh, property. I have a friend who sold 800 acres of uh, land about 180 to 100 miles southwest of Nashville. I'm going to tell you, this land out that way, it makes Rockcastle County, where I've got land, look like the inner bluegrass. I mean, it ain't good land. It doesn't even grow good timber. But he sold it for $4,000 an acre. Now, you could say, oh, big deal. Who cares about that? Well, that's a sign of economic um, brute force, strength. Somebody's willing to do that. You're not seeing it go for that here. We have got, if we're ever going to have a better quality of life here and a freer flow of ideas, we have to welcome in free market capitalism in a much stronger way than we do. And in order to welcome it, we have to believe in it. And what we believe in in Kentucky predominantly is government stuff. Is that going through the state? And uh, people, I keep going back to this scene in the movie The Sting where, where um, Paul Newman is talking to Robert Redford, you know, and he asked him how many people you've conned. And he said, three two or three hundred people and he said it wasn't that big a deal when being a grifter was the same thing as being a citizen now that's a huge statement because what he's saying is that the citizenry in chicago he said and it really stunk kid the citizenry in chicago had become so used to corruption that they were in on the in on the game. I would say that in Kentucky, people have become so used to corruption, they don't even call it corruption anymore. It's not necessarily out and out shooting and killing people in the street. It's the way government and other things work in this state that nobody looks at, nobody examines. And they, they take it as being the way things are done. Um, I know for a fact that there's corruption everywhere, but I also know that in the state of Tennessee, it's, things are a, a, a lot more above board. You know, if you're going to steal, you do it 
you don't do it right, right under everybody's nose. And uh, okay, so you're on the outside looking in, right? Outside of what looking in? You are living in Kentucky. You're on the outside of Tennessee looking in. I've well, got a couple of questions. I, oh, that, I know, that, I know, but uh, I've got a couple of questions that I just have jotted as you were talking. We know that that Nashville has had exponential growth. It's the and one because of the, it generates so much in tax revenues, it kind of pulls up the whole state. Right. So, so you got Knoxville, Chattanooga, Memphis, all of which are farther down the list. But if you look at Chattanooga and what's happened there in yeah, the last pretty impressive 30 too. years, based on where it was in the 70s, Knoxville is going to still be a little more backwards. And Memphis is is kind of a hellhole. I mean, there are there are good spots in Memphis, but for the most part, it's really kind of a place you don't want to be. Well, so getting back to what my what I want to prod and dig a little deeper. So the tax, I understand the tax environment is very favorable, and that's why a lot of people, what was Nashville, the third largest growing city in the COVID? Yeah, and, and here's what's happening there. They're kind on startups. That, that's one of the main reasons why yeah. Nashville does so but, well. But the problem is housing. I mean, you drive around uh, uh, in Green Hills or somewhere. They tear down these little houses and they put this big block house that covers the entire lot. So the house that got torn down was a little brick house, similar to something might have been in Chevy Chase, maybe 1,800 square feet. They've put this 5,000 square foot blocky house that's got a garage right in the front of it. It goes up two stores and stories and that's getting done a lot you know you you can't get everybody in the lower people who are not as high on the economic ladder nolensville road that area where there's a lot of hispanic and every kinds of uh, other um, you know uh, uh, ethnic group they don't have places to live they have to go out to smyrna and other places or on the other side of the cumberland river the north side where, you know, it's just gotten to be at a premium, everything. So with the tax situation being favorable, that has drawn startups, that right. has drawn people from all over New York, California, the places that have experienced the greatest population loss, they've been drawn to Nashville. It started with the country music industry. and No, it na- didn't. No, that's a part of it, but no, that's it's part. way bigger than that, Elizabeth. It, it it is so much bigger than that. It's Vanderbilt University. It's all kinds of other. It's healthcare, the healthcare industry there, Hospital Corporation of America. Yeah, people are always really surprised when I tell them Belmont University is not made of all kids that want to go and pursue, you know, some some music. career passion. Yeah. In and the it's got like industry. fifteen thousand, twenty thousand students. Yeah. It's, it's a big it's a school. Huge population. It's really big. Business and uh, business folks, and then uh, people going into uh, for medicine. And then Lipscomb's a great spot. Too. It's country Absolutely. music, country music. The old-timey country music that I used to go downtown in Nashville and listen to at George Jones's, that's gone. You can't go find Ronnie Millsaps banging on a piano somewhere. Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, all that stuff, that's pretty much done. Well, to your point, Elizabeth, to be successful, entrepreneurs, they need to build their businesses in areas with favorable tax laws access to funding, and then, of course, being able to hire talented people that want to live in that city. 
and and there seems to be Nashville no problem. Checks Nashville the boxes. It checks the box on all of those. Do things. you think that Nashville is sort of fueling the the Tennessee success that you're talking about? Is it the taxes? Is it the leaderships? You got a minute. Go. The the taxes that are collected in the in Davidson County are probably uh, I don't know maybe thirty percent of all the taxes collected in the state of Tennessee would be my guess. I mean, there's no way that Knoxville, Chattanooga even come close. Memphis is just Memphis is like a feudal system. I mean, you got several really rich families and then a lot of people that aren't. So um, it's mainly centered around Middle Tennessee, Murfreesboro, which is Maury County, is now part Sorry. of it. It's it's uh, it's it's really I watched it through the 70s drove through there dozens of times stopped there went to parties in nashville i lived there 18 1989 to 1991 all right hush we gotta go you're listening to the tom dupree show we'll be back in just a few minutes stay tuned we are powered by dupree financial group hi i'm tom dupree If you really study the news, you know there's a high degree of insanity afoot these days. This can also affect investment markets. In times like these, people are much more likely to believe a cynical view of markets and behaviors than in more normal times. There's nothing wrong with realism as long as it's tempered with a healthy dose of constructive optimism. This is only possible through faith which is believing in something that's not yet apparent. And faith is how our country was built. At Dupree Financial Group, we do a great deal of research on the companies in which we invest, and we have faith in our research. We can review your current investment portfolio and advise you about how to properly invest for retirement. Call us now at 859 833-0400. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. 
for the second half of the first hour. Joining us, Missy Clifton and our host, Tom Dupree. And we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is a, a song that kind of came out, I don't know, 13 years ago. It became big with uh, church worship bands. Uh, it was written by a girl named Carrie Job. And I don't know quite who she is, but the people that are singing it are this, these guys, Phillips, Craig, and Dean. And they all were kind of music ministers at different churches. And, they, you know, they did some albums together. And uh, I so love this is song. Is that all their last names? Phillips, yeah, that's Craig, and Dean. It's from the book of Revelation. That the song is. What's the name of the song? Revelation Song. And uh, it's a, well, it's just very moving to me. Okay, let's get into what we were going to talk about, which is... um, Talk about a revelation. Yeah. So, (laughs) Dr. Anthony Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. Dr. Alci. Yeah, Alci has resigned or announced his resignation. I guess it's his retirement. You you had another name for resignment. <laughs> I don't know you what got, I said. You, Mitzi said Fauci's re- resigning. Resignation? No, you call no. it his resignment. Resignment? You call it his resignment. <laughs> is that That's a made-up word? <laughs> Do you, you, you have this flexibility with words every now and then. I'll, I, oh, actually, I've, I've been known like to it. make up words. Yeah, okay, well. Me as well. So <laughs> his resignment. Um I, and I like that. I, I really do. I like mispronunciations. A, no, are also it's not a, a mispronunciation. No, I'm saying for me, mispronunciations are another particular. You uh, pronounced it fine. <laughs> it's just the way you said it. But um, so, if you look at the quest for truth, stops with Fauci, according to Fauci. I am science. I am science any attack on me is simply an attack on science which means an attack on the truth i am the truth now what does if you really get into how people who are quantitatively evil basically justify their existence is that they say no what you're saying isn't the truth i am the truth and here's the thing that with Fauci that makes me be willing to say that really doesn't have to do with people or covid or any of that stuff for me It's all about dogs. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. I was so going to bring that up. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But there's a lot of beagles that are being adopted all over the country. And I know some of them came to Lexington. Yes, let's say 15 came to our own Lexington Humane Society. I was wanting to adopt one, and I couldn't get through. And they're probably all in the process of being adopted, I'm sure. Some are going to have to be euthanized simply because they are probably unfit for to try to even socialize them. 
But I'm a beagle person. The idea, I, I have had a beagle. What was your beagle's name? Susie. Susie, and, that's right. Uh, she lived to be 20. In many ways, the best dog I've ever had. And the most ornery. Yeah, but <laughs> how anybody could ever do something or condone something that harmed a beagle. Any dog, any animal. Well, no, it's, for me, it's very specific. This guy is evil, but he has said he's good. I don't give a rat's you-know-what about COVID. Screw COVID. You, you could do what the hell you wanted to do, but to, to harm a dog that's defenseless like that and to sit over top of these experiments and have no compassion... That guy deserves the lowest place in hell for that. That's all I got to say about Fauci. And you know what? Whatever they catch him for, it won't be enough in my book. Yeah, well. There's not a big enough punishment for this guy. Screw this guy. Whatever the hell they do, it's fine. Go ahead, Missy. I'm sorry. I I was just going to say that. I personally wished upon hearing that uh, him announce his retirement that I wish he would make it immediate. I, I don't know what I don't know what the delay is. I, I just well, gotta please. clean stuff up. Yeah. Well, you know, the fact is he's still in control of his career and to me that is probably the biggest failure. No, I think he's going out because he's rapidly well, losing I, control. Th- it, it begs the what? question, why is he retiring? Exactly. And and to me, the truth is he's outlived his usefulness. And the rats are bailing ship. That's interesting. They are bailing ship. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the whole COVID contraption is falling apart literally at the seams. Um, you've got Rochelle you know, Walensky from the CDC saying we should have done a better job. The CDC needs to rethink where their position. She's already come out on, you know, on, on got ahead of it. She, she got, got ahead, ahead of it. Of it. You, you've got, you got to look at Burks, Deborah Burks, who said we were making it up as we went along. She's written her book. She wants you to buy it. She wants you to know that, you know, it really wasn't her. So sorry that there really was no social distancing evidence that it worked. The there average was person no, out there is still walking around with a mask on. They're still walking around with a mask. Right, mask standing you, away These from are you. people are brain damaged. I mean, that's the only thing I can figure. No, I got tickled. I was on an airplane um, earlier this week. And there was a gentleman, when he was sitting in his airplane seat, he didn't have his mask on. But then when he got up to walk back to the restroom. He put his mask he on. He put his mask on to walk through the plane. Right. And I smirked, <laughs> and he saw me smirked, and I smirked and then looked down because I was watching a movie, and he stopped in his tracks and stared me down for, you know, a good 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. and I, and I, these and, people are invested and I, in that. And I saw him, and then when I didn't look back up, he, he passed on, and then his wife did the very same thing when he returned. I thought, what are these people? How is this logical? It's not logical. It's, it's not. not. It's not. It is not logical. So, and, and to throw, you know, Anthony Fauci into the same, to that same little issue, he said, I, he's already come out on the news saying, I didn't shut down anything. He says, I did not shut down anything. Let me tell you how many references, as I said, memories may fade, but the record, the records do not. 
how many times he said, I believe shutdowns are the answer. I believe shutdowns would solve our problem. I believe shutdowns would be helpful. Oh, yeah, yes, you did say that the shutdowns would be a part of your plan. And well, now, here, in all fairness, our boy Donald Trump was totally on board and that, with that's the vaccinations a, and the shutdowns to some degree. Absolutely. And that, that is a whole other radio yeah, show, no, which I is. could have a heyday Go on. Go for it. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, the, the, this guy is there not, is issue with Donald Trump. Not I'm couple, not a Trumper going against the, the COVID you know, narrative because it's all about Donald Trump. I don't push Donald Trump aside. This is not, that's not the conversation. That's a, that's a good thing to say. Absolutely not the conversation. So once and another thing that Anthony Fauci said was drum roll, please. Get that vax and you won't get COVID. How many times I can pull, I, ha, I have records upon records upon records, and so does everybody else. All you have to do is, <laughs> I, I can give you dates, times, and speeches that he said, the vax will stop you from getting COVID. Do your part, get vaccinated, and you won't get COVID. And anybody that's listening to me, Obviously, well, what are those that people that put stop. on their Facebook thing? I got my COVID nineteen vaccine. We can do this. What was we? What did it say? We can do this. We can there were do this. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Okay. Well, and also um, to add along with that, that most people won't know, but uh, just released August nineteenth to twenty twenty two is the U.S. government deleted COVID nineteen data at the behest of the Chinese researchers and now a judge has ordered the nih to turn over the missing documents and anthony's fauci's name and signature are all over this let me tell you something so it's a legal issue there are i saw i'll tell you who needs to get busted on this this hits the church rick warren saddleback church mr uh what's the book he wrote uh the the book your your it's not your best life now it's um he wrote that book that everybody reads he got on a hour long podcast with Doctor Collins who was just as bad he was Fauci's right hand guy and basically it was about getting people in churches oh it's the purpose driven life that's exactly he wrote right. that book called the purpose driven life sold like forty million copies. This guy got co-opted by these bandits into, oh, well, let's tell church members it's safe and effective. How much did he get paid by these people? Every bit of this, I don't care if it You're takes. You talk about the vaccine when you say it's safe. and I, I don't yeah. care if it takes 30 years, if this is our version of the Nuremberg trials, which took that long to hunt down all the Nazis. This, I'm getting ready to say the S word needs to be they they need to go after every bit of this and you know if it's nothing else it's for me and i hate to admit it but i like dogs better than people um they're nicer to me uh i have nothing but <laughs> disappointments with people um if you could harm one of these little ones or a little it's like a little child if you're that heartless, what are you going to do to the populace at large? Well, think about the children that have been harmed. The people that, that can, had to wear masks in preschool that, that, that it delayed their speech. And, right. And yeah. that uh, teenage uh, suicide for girls has gone up like 53%. It's, a, it's, a, it's like it is a startling number. But Well, it, it, the, the point is justice needs to be served. And over time, 
people like you that do the research, you've got to keep doing what you do. Stick with it. Don't let it go. You know, and and and, and I know sometimes Elizabeth and you kind of, but it is what it is. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna well, solve. But you're you have and you need to separate the two. You know, this whole safe and effective message, which I, I could go ham on the safe part, but let's just say the affected, you know, effective, effective. You know that. They said you would not get it. You would not pass it on. You, the buck stops that here. Effective this would started be with an E. E as effective, effective, not effective, effective. Or effe- All right, or affected, affected. A F F E C T E D. All right, let's we'll we'll couch that one. Let's <laughs> let's pick up. Uh, we were det- we were talking about the debt forgiveness. Yeah, we let's were. Not forgive, uh, let's, go, go little, little, let's not forgive. Let's not forgive that. All right. Um, so, you know, um, Joe Biden's administration has, well, no, it was Joe Biden. Joe Biden has, uh, issued his debt forgiveness for the college debt, uh, which we were talking about, um, you know, how that is, uh, rolling out and people are trying that, that little information. $300 billion. Yeah. And what, what is that? Maybe a a percent of the, how how much is that of what we've sent to Ukraine? I mean, the point is Pelosi said a year ago, the president cannot forgive debt. Da da da. And then now, a couple of days ago, she said, "Oh, we're so excited to find out, find out that the president can do this." I mean, we have no leadership. It, it's it, not it's forgiveness, a, though. It's it, yeah, just transfer. It's transfer. Right? That's all it's you're just doing. Transferring. transferring it. We're just transferring the debt. It's it's a it's an absolute unabashed vote buying scheme for the fourteen to twenty percent of millennials or whoever they are that have uh and he's hurting he made a statement today he said well this will fall the most heavily on black and brown people that's the that's what he used so what is he telling you i'm losing support among not only hispanics but uh african americans oh god hey listen guys this is designed to help you all. It's a vote buying scheme. He feels like if he can flip some of those fourteen percent of people that have big student loans over for three hundred billion dollars at the taxpayers' expense, completely on the backs of the people who it's couldn't, go to, about who couldn't the money. go to college, yeah, couldn't afford to go to college, or or and it also is on the backs of the people who were responsible enough to have already paid back That's their right. loans. Well, what do you think this whole letting people in at the border is? It's a screw you to people that did immigration legally. That's what it is. All right, it, it, all right. Let me let me back up because I think I was looking at this uh, kind back of in a, in a big review, but there is power in being generous. There is power in being the benevolent one, right? And it's really easy if it's your money. when you're using somebody else's money. That's exactly, exactly right. where I was going with that. It is so easy for you to say, um, you know, because in a perfect world, it would be, okay, you know, there's always going to be a crisis. There is always going to be need. But what, what makes you know what one I, need over another need? I wake up a lot of times at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I start praying all the time, and I say, Lord, when is this going to end? It's in the middle of the night that it hits me the hardest. And I feel this injustice that's being wreaked upon our country 
in a very personal way. And I think you do too. I think you do too. I don't think you'd get as jacked up about it if you didn't feel it personally. It's like a personal affront. It's like, who the hell do you think I am that you think I'm going to sit here and believe this stuff that you're doing, that you're actually saying something that's good for me? When I know you're lying to me, it's wrong. And I, I pray, I say, Lord, how long? How long does this have to go on? Because, you know, for me, it's a religion. It's, it's a spiritual thing. I, everything is spiritual to me. That's how I look at life. And this is very spiritual. Well, and, and to, um, you know, the freedom that I, I, I get to exercise on, on where I want to give my money, time, or talent um, is up to me. So you, you, right. you and Elizabeth have been very generous to Mercy Chefs, um, which is a very fine organization. That doesn't mean that it, it may not, it may not, it may not be the organization. I, I have given money to, to Mercy Chefs, but that may not be my my I, I get to do what I want to do. Sure. It's interesting that it's our not, government gets to make that decision, that decision for, us. for you. That's right. That's all I'm saying. That's right. And it's wrong. If you had a, a little nephew or some person and they had 10,000 in student loan debt and you said I'm going to help you pay that off and you did, that's generosity that's person to person. That's right. This kind of other thing where you're being generous with it, it the, that's not going away. Like you said, it's being transferred. It's the most, and how people don't see this taking as a our tax-paying dollars and off. gifting it to other people to well, have. That's what the government does crowd. all well, day long. And and to your to your, to, we've been talking about this on the radio show for the last several weeks. Bring it down, take it down from well, the federal level, bring me. it down to our city government. The McConnells and the Andy Bars get all exercised over this and yet they give a hundred billion away to ukraine that's what i said it, it really one, gets one, down to if it's my thing it's not irresponsible it's a wise investment they the republicans i'm gonna tell you something i think in the way the democrats in some ways they're more honest than the republicans because they say we're gonna steal from you and give it to people who don't deserve it the Republicans come up with some BS notion about it being this and that when it's the same thing. So how do you know who you're voting for when I was going to close out this thing by saying get to the get to the polls the next time there's an election and vote. That's how you can maybe affect Not the always. outcome. But you're saying Not if they steal the election. That's right. Well, or if the politician says one thing and does another. I think another. what you have to do what is, is vote, a solution? But you pray. You ask God. You, you, you have to have a relationship with God, and you play solitaire on your phone. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, you, you have to ask for guidance because this voting stuff, we've been doing it for a long time, and it still hasn't fixed I, things. I say pick your monster. If not him, who, who, who can do the better job? I, I'm, I'm at that point. I, that's, that's pretty depressing, but. But get at him, but pray and discern and vote. I think is that's the, a happier ending. Just I like get that. into it. Get that, into it. I think that is the the message. I'm gonna turn some music on again. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. Nothing is perfect except for God. That's Nothing right. Nothing is perfect except for God. Pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what I. Amen. 
As I said, you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Our financial guys will be coming up next. We'll be talking about the economy and our take on what's going on. Please stay what tuned. Is going on? That's what we're going to hear the next hour. Stay okay. tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're powered by Dupree Financial Group.